0: Welcome to my mommy's
1: podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. You have heard me talk about them a lot and it's because I love them so much. Their products are a regular part of my life and in fact I can't even remember the last time I did not consume one of their products in a given day. My hands down favorite is their coffee with lion's mane and there are two ways I drink it they make convenient packets that are great for just adding to hot water for instant coffee on the go. And they also make a ground coffee with Lion's Mane that is great for brewing just like you would any other ground coffee. Another trick I do sometimes is to bring the packets with me and I will actually add them to coffee or even to decaf coffee when I'm traveling just for the extra energy boost. And I find that Lion's Mane gives me a lot of clarity and focus, but without the jitters. It's important to note, neither of these things or any of their products taste like mushrooms. So if you aren't a huge mushroom taste fan, these are still worth trying. They taste just like coffee, but they get that added punch from lion's mane or they also have one with cordyceps. And I find this gives me, like I said, clean energy and focus all day i also love using their coffee packets for the popular dalgana coffee that is making the rounds on social media right now if you're not familiar it's a whipped form of coffee that gets added to milk or it could be cashew milk pecan milk etc and so i make that with their coffee and lion's mane packets and coconut sugar for a really delicious iced coffee treat you can check out their coffee with lion's mane and all of their many products at 4sigmatic.com forward slash wellness mama. That's F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com forward slash wellness mama. And if you use the code Wellness Mama, all one word, you can save 15%. This podcast is brought to you by Wellness, my new personal care company that is based on the recipes I've been making at home in my own kitchen for over a decade. Many clean products simply don't work. And this is exactly why I spent the last decade researching and perfecting recipes for products that not only eliminate toxic chemicals, but that contain ingredients that work better than their conventional alternatives and that nourish your body from the outside in. I'm so excited to finally get to share these products with you. And I wanted to tell you all about our brand new dry shampoo, which is our newest product. It can be used various ways, including you can sprinkle in clean hair, to add volume and also extend the time between washes. You can sprinkle it in uh, hair that hasn't been washed in a day or two to absorb oil or sweat. And you can work it into color treated hair to maintain color by not having to wash as often. It contains oil absorbing kale and clay and volume boosting tapioca, which work together to refresh hair at the roots. Lavender oil and cactus flower help to balance the scalp and to keep the hair's natural pH. And we added hibiscus for healthy hair growth you can check it out and try it at wellness.com. That's wellness with an E on the end. And my tip is to grab a bundle and save with the built-in discount that comes with a bundle. Or if you subscribe and save, you can save on any order. So again, check it out, wellness.com. Hello, welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and wellness.com. That's wellness with an E on the end, which is my new line of personal care products like hair care, hand sanitizer, and toothpaste. This episode is about all things olive oil, which is a huge staple in my diet and my main dietary source of fat since discovering that I have genes that make me not do so well with saturated fat. So I've been limiting saturated fat and focusing on a lot of seafood and a whole lot of olive oil, like to the tune of a liter a week to get enough calories most weeks. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Tony Casadrinos, who is the co-founder of Casadrinos Olive Oil, which is a single source olive oil from family farms in Greece. And we delve into all things about the benefits of olive oil, about the Mediterranean diet, how to source a good olive oil, and so much more. You're also gonna wanna check out the show notes at wellnessmama.fm for some special discount codes where you can save up to 50% on their olive oil. He was able to give an amazing discount for you guys as as listeners. You can also find that by going to wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash olive dash oil. But the link will also be in the show notes at wellnessmama.fm. So it's probably easier to find it there, but make sure to grab that discount of up to 50%, depending on how you order. And without further ado, let's jump in and learn about all things olive oil. Tony, welcome back. Thanks for being here.
0: Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure.
1: I'm excited to have you back because um, you were a really fun guest the first time around and also I have learned so much more since our first interview about olive oil and its many benefits and it has become actually my primary fat source in my diet, which I can talk about a little bit later in the episode, but I'm excited to have you on to learn more about this and especially because you have a very direct expertise. So to start, I would love to delve into some things that people don't know or understand when it comes to olive oil.
0: So we'll touch on a few things. Um, I think one of the big misconceptions is olive oil is like wine because uh, they come in nice bottles and they come from the same region of the world, but olive oil is actually a fruit juice and it does not get better with time like wine does. So the key is to really consume that olive oil as quickly as possible. And That's really kind of what sets us apart from most olive oils out there. We kind of looked at the whole industry as a whole as we were starting. Um, we talked in the last podcast how we got our start, and it was really just sharing our family's olive oil with our family and friends that are here in the States. And as it grew and grew, we really had to look at, okay, do we want to put our olive oil into stores where we kind of lose the quality control of how that olive oil is stored and when it's sold? And we we came to a decision that, no, we do not want to, because we want to really offer our customers the most fresh fruit juice possible. Now, that being said, it will stay long for a few, it'll stay good for a few years, but it will degrade over time. And there's a few other little factors like when did you actually crack the seal on that bottle? Did you seal it properly once it was opened? What temperature was it stored at? Was it stored in the light, or was it like in a dark cabinet where it should be? Um, so there's, there's quite a few other factors that go into how long and how fresh an olive oil will stay. But that's definitely a, a misconception out there: is that it it'll stay good for you know years, and unfortunately, it doesn't. And the all the positive properties inside the olive oil they will degrade. So that's definitely one of the uh, big t- topics when it comes to the olive oil uh, and the olive oil industry is how long is that olive oil good for?
1: That makes sense. So give us a quick refresher of what are some of those beneficial properties in olive oil? I know there's been so many studies done about the benefits of olive oil, but what are some of those main factors that are important to know about?
0: yeah so you know be, being that olive oil has been around for literally thousands of years, and um, in many countries that was your main primary source of fat outside of uh, animal fat th- there has been a ton of studies done like literally thousands but some of some of the really key benefits to it is you know it does it has been proven to reduce inflammation um it has been proven to be you know very heart healthy food to ingest. It does, it's been proven to boost brain health. Um, and, uh, you know, like we discussed offline, uh, the people of the Mediterranean, um, especially in their older years, in their sixties and seventies and eighties, you will definitely see a difference in their quality of life and how active they are and how they live. And I'm personally a firm believer that that comes from the foods that they eat and how active they are along with living a much more stress-free life than we do. And if you look at, you know, Spain or Italy or Greece or Tunisia, basically everywhere around the Mediterranean, olive oil is the base of basically every single meal. I mean, everything is basically cooked in it or slathered in it after it's been cooked or it's eaten raw. Um, So yep. the, The olive oil is definitely like just the foundation of health and of everything you do eating wise when it comes to that region of the world.
1: Yeah. I read the stat that was pretty amazing to me that um, in Greece, the, a person eats on average 26 liters of olive oil per year, which is essentially a liter every couple of weeks, which is a pretty amazing statistic. And um, I've also had Dr. Gundry on this podcast and he actually recommends more than that. He says he Uh, consumes and recommends a liter per week of olive oil, which was really staggering to me. But like you mentioned, um, there are so many studies about the benefits of olive oil, which as a monounsaturated fat doesn't have some of the issues that other types of fats have. So we all have probably heard, if you've listened to me for a while, you know that polyunsaturated fats, especially processed polyunsaturated fats like vegetable oils, can be really problematic for most people. I'm still a big believer that saturated fats can absolutely be healthy, but with the caveat that some people don't do well with them based on genes. And they can either um, raise glucose, which seems counterintuitive, or lead to potentially other problems. So people with APOE4 genes, for instance, typically want to avoid certain types of saturated fat. Olive oil, being a monounsaturated fat, is exempt from a lot of those problems. So it makes it a fat that you can consume in large amounts with, from what the studies say, very, very safely. And so it's my main source of probably my main source of calories other than fatty fish in my diet, but also something I consume close to that rate that Dr. Gundry recommends. I'm curious, both on a personal level and just, um, from what you've seen in the data, how much olive oil you consume and how much you recommend.
0: So I personally, it it changes, honestly. Um, During what time of year are we at? Um, And this this is just something I've noticed in myself. When when I'm in Greece, I definitely, which is usually a month or two out of the year, consume a lot more just because of the nonstop fresh vegetables. And we just pour a ton of it on those. Um, And even here in the States, basically when I'm eating Greek salads, which is summertime and early fall here in uh, Nevada, I'm probably consuming, I would say, close to a liter a week. I mean, I've got a, on like a, a pretty big source of olive oil, but in the winter time, I don't eat as much. Now we do cook with it. Uh, I bake with it, but I do love finishing with it as well. So like if I cook lamb chops, I'm probably putting some olive oil on after the fact, after it's cooked. And then um, it changes. I mean, I'd say maybe like half, make 500 milliliters, half a liter uh, a week, during the winter months, when I'm not eating as many fresh vegetables, and just to so people know exactly how much that is, your average uh, tree produces about four to eight liters of olive oil a year, which only happens once a year. So you figure if you're if you're doing a liter a week, you're pretty much consuming close to an entire olive tree. So one person can very easily consume 10 trees worth of olive oil a year. (laughs) So just an interesting little fun fact. And you know, really what I try to explain to people when, when they are consuming olive oil, especially our customers that go through a lot because, you know, we have some customers that they'll just have like one bottle every few months. And I've got some that go through three liter uh, cans that are pretty big, you know, they're going through one or two of those a month so it's really like this is what goes into that bottle and we were talking about this before but when you really are connected with uh the process and see this is what goes into making this bottle of olive oil that we're you know bringing here to the states and sharing with our customers you really see okay this is this is really what i'm consuming it's not just liquid in a bottle but it's everything that went into Creating that olive oil, that really is an entire year process, because they only do fruit you know one, one, one time a year, and that's it. So just an interesting thing about uh, what actually goes into making that olive oil.:
1: That's really fascinating and amazing to think that some of us are eating many, many trees worth of olive oil per mm-hmm. year. I know one thing I do often is if I ever get a headache. I found that just like a sip of olive oil almost always breaks the headache. I would guess maybe because of the antioxidants. I don't really actually know the reason, but um, that's a fun trick I found. But you're right, we know from the studies I feel like actually most sources agree on olive oil. It's one of those few foods that doesn't take a lot of heat from any source, but we know um, that it's very high in certain antioxidants and they think that could be the reason it is correlated with reduced risk of things like heart disease and stroke, um, even type two diabetes, which is interesting. I think all of those share the commonality of being inflammatory diseases in a certain way, but they think that certain antioxidant compounds in olive oil even aid in glucose metabolism. So that could also be maybe another reason for the headache connection. Um, One thing I know that comes up when it comes to olive oil, there's a lot of kind of mixed opinions on if it's good for cooking because of the heat, the smoke point and the heat point. What are your thoughts on that? Is it a good cooking oil?
0: Uh, Talking about this is like talking about politics or religion. (laughs) Um, And we get this, I I get this question all the time and um, I've seen studies that say it's good and it's fine to cook with. I've seen other studies that say no you don't cook with it. I will just give you Tony's opinion. And we uh I've been cooking with it my entire life since uh, and or my parents since so when I was a little kid. My grandparents and everybody in my family definitely does cook with it. That being said, I I don't you know get it to a point where it's so hot where it is smoking but we definitely cook meat in it. We cook vegetables in it and we also consume it raw. So as far as what we do, we definitely cook with it.
1: I do as well. When I read through all the research, I felt still very comfortable cooking with it. And I also typically add it to food after cooking as well, just for extra healthy fats. Um, but yeah, I, same same thing on our, and I also, one thing I do a lot is use it in baked goods in place of like butter or coconut oil, which I have found actually seems to extend the shelf life of these. And I'm guessing because of the polyphenols in olive oil, but it also just gives it a much richer taste. Um, Any other cooking tips you would give since I know you've, this has been part of your culture and your cooking since the very beginning.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's limitless. And I actually, I I learn new things all the time and um, which is really cool. And actually sometimes I learn them from my customers. I had, I, I was on actually on the phone with one of our customers yesterday and she was telling me that her daughter puts it in her oatmeal in the morning I was like okay that's a first um and even like on ice cream so the best thing that I really like to tell people just try it out with new different things even if it's kind of like totally off the wall or you wouldn't think you would eat eat it like that um but for me, honestly, like my favorite, it's not even a trick, but it, my favorite thing to do, and I'm just going to give people like the recipe because it's simple and it takes two seconds, but it's a prototypical, it's a Greek salad. It's tomatoes, cucumbers, some olives, some onion and oregano and salt, and then just drown it in olive oil and actually let it sit for a good hour and then eat it. And it's like literally my staple every day during the summer, (laughs) just a great, refreshing, healthy, great uh, meal. But with that, with the olives, I guess this is a little secret or trick Um, and it's a little time consuming, but we actually, and we're gonna be bringing these to America probably next year, but is the olives themselves. We actually take a very fine like little razor blade and slice the olives, um, usually one or two slices in each olive and then we'll marinate those olives in olive oil and spices for a few months. And then when you eat those olives, they're going to be uh, much better tasting than had they been just in brine. So that's, uh, I guess, my little trick with olive oil.
1: Nice. That's a great one to know. Okay. So I also want to talk about olive oil topically, because I this is something I've personally use, but I haven't actually delved into the research very much. Um, but I have found that olive oil is the best moisturizer for my skin and I use it before going in the sun as well. But is there any data that you've seen on the benefits of olive oil topically?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's been a bunch of studies on how people use it, um, you know, literally on their skin, whether it's for dry skin or for eczema or for, uh, you know, people use it in their hair as a moisturizer. I know like uh, Andy over at Alatura uses it in his skincare products, you know, so it's been being used on skin for literally thousands of years. So the great thing is there's no chemicals in it outside of just, you know, the compounds that make up olive oil, you know, there's no fragrances in there. There's no pretty much anything but the juice of the olive Um, and common sense wise, you know, when it comes to putting things in or on our body. I'm going with a natural product 10 out of 10 times, you know? So, but yeah, people have been doing it forever and there's, it's really limitless what you can do with it. Even if you go into like olive pulling or olive oil or oil pulling with olive oil, or just putting it in your hair, on your face, on your, all over your body, it's really, um, really pretty limitless, what you can do with it. And even with your pets, (laughs) I know my, my mom, uh, her, uh, Shih Tzu was having, uh, some skin issues and she started putting olive oil on it. And a few weeks later it was gone.
1: That's fascinating. I hadn't even thought about the pet uses, but I know we have a lot of um, people with pets who listen. That's great to know. I also want to circle back. So you mentioned the Mediterranean diet, which I'm sure everyone has heard of like many, many sources point to this as a very long-term sustainable, balanced approach to nutrition that seems to reduce the risk of a lot of problems and improve a lot of longevity factors parts of Greece are known as blue zones. And in general, Greece has a reputation for having a lot of healthy and, as you mentioned, active people. So I would love to delve into that a little bit more. So as someone who grew up partially there and who has been there more than probably most of us listening have, um, walk us through what the actual Mediterranean diet looks like.
0: So um, it will alter a little bit based on the exact region. And even though Greece is a tiny little country, I mean, it's, it's about the size of New Jersey, depending on where In the country you live, the diet is actually going to be very different. Like if you're up in the mountains or along the coast, but it is very, definitely very high in fruits and vegetables, um, and the fruits more in the summertime, um, like figs. That's actually one of my favorite parts of Greece is the figs. Yeah. So it's going to really consist around a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, um, meats, you're, you're really not eating much beef there. Like we hear it's more going to be lamb or goat or pork. And as far as your, your land animals and then fresh seafood is always very abundant um, and very common in meals, um, especially along the coast. Now, if you're up in the mountains, you're not going to be having too much fish, but um, it's the real, a lot of nuts as well. And a lot of beans the the real thing you know it's really just real natural food you're not having a lot of processed foods although that's starting to trickle its way into into the country um, as things just become easier but when you get into your villages and kind of your real traditional mediterranean diet at the end of the day it's just it's, it's a lot of vegetable it i hate to like make it sound so simple but it really is simple it's fruits vegetables nuts legumes and uh, some meat and seafood with lots of olive oil (laughs) and you do you will have cheeses as well feta is definitely uh, at every meal in Greece but other than that that's really what we're eating over there and then you will have your uh, desserts and pastries but (laughs) that's it once in a while and wine can't forget about wine wine is very uh common even at lunchtime to have, and we're not talking like glasses of wine, but to have a small glass of wine at lunch is very common.
1: That's so fascinating. I'm so curious about the idea of blue zones and you know just places in the world where we're seeing a higher concentration of healthy people. And it's on my list to visit a lot of these places. But I also wonder if, because Americans, we love to find like the single approach and just try to systematize it and do that one thing and double down on it. And I've always wondered if, We just applied those same factors here in Western culture if it would actually have the same effect, because I suspect that it's also part of what's built into the culture that makes those things so beneficial. So in other words, it seems like from what I've read and you could know much better than I would, obviously, that. In Greece and places like Italy, people eat in community much more often. And it's much more slow and calm and focused on relationship than this fast-paced, I'm just going to eat really quick on the go. So I wonder, you know, if we ate the same foods, but we were in that same sympathetic state, rushed all the time, still stressed out, if it would have the same effect. How much of a role do you think community plays over there?
0: Uh, huge. I mean, everything is, you know, family, friends, and and really everything. <laughs> You're, almost your whole day revolves around, eating, (laughs) Uh, but it's not like you're eating the entire time, but the the actual process of sitting down at a table and being with your family and friends and sitting there for probably like three to four hours, it's not uncommon. Like, I, I don't think you'd ever really go to dinner in Greece, like in a village setting and be done within three hours. Like that's almost unheard of. And it's very where you'll see um, people just eating alone or in front of a TV. Like they're just things that we do here in America where it's like, okay, I gotta eat, I gotta cook something really quick and eat it and then go do whatever. Like that's not how it is over there. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a very different process. Um, now we'll say breakfast is usually a quick meal. Um, lunch is the biggest meal of the day. And then you usually in the summertime, you have siesta after lunch, which is, which is cool. And then dinner is usually very late um, compared to our standards. If you were to go to dinner at 7 p.m., you would find that most restaurants are still closed uh, outside of Athens. You know, Once you get into like the uh, non-touristy parts of Greece, most restaurants don't even open till eight and they're not really, people aren't really going there until about 9 p.m. So the, uh, and then they'll stay there till like one, you know, and that it's a much more relaxed, slower process than it is here and you know there's a few other things that come into play there whether it's it's a much more stress-free environment just being there so we might be able to replicate it here in the states but I think there's just a lot of other factors that come into play that would have to be taken into account from you know people are walking a lot more and they're generally walking vertically because everything's very hilly or mountainous over there so you're getting a lot more movement and you're also getting, I think in in most cases, not in all, uh, but you're getting fresher food. Um, generally if you're eating fish and grease, it was caught the day before or that morning, the vegetables, uh, and the fruits are generally grown in the backyard of many restaurants. Um, so that whole, um, really being connected to your food, it's usually right there in front of your face. Um, Most places outside of Athens, um, and I say Athens because Athens is a very large, big city, and it's different than down in the villages, but in a village setting, it's a much more sustainable, closer to your food environment. And um, I think between living a more stress-free life, between being a lot more active and being active all day long and every day, and just really taking your time to prepare food and to sit down and eat food and have that social experience that over there is really normal, but over here it seems like it really only happens at holidays. So yeah, that's kind of the difference that I see from my experience of being in America and being in Greece.
1: That makes sense. It makes me want to move to Greece too. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. You have heard me talk about them a lot and it's because I love them so much. Their products are a regular part of my life and in fact, I can't even remember the last time I did not consume one of their products in a given day. My hands down favorite is their coffee with Lion's Mane and there are two ways I drink it. They make convenient packets that are great for just adding to hot water for instant coffee on the go and they also make a ground coffee with Lion's Mane that is great for brewing just like you would any other ground coffee another trick i do sometimes is to bring the packets with me and i will actually add them to coffee or even to decaf coffee when i'm traveling just for the extra energy boost and i find that lion's mane gives me a lot of clarity and focus but without the jitters It's important to note, neither of these things or any of their products taste like mushrooms. So if you aren't a huge mushroom taste fan, these are still worth trying. They taste just like coffee, but they get that added punch from lion's mane, or they also have one with cordyceps. And I find this gives me, like I said, clean energy and focus all day. I also love using the, their coffee packets for the popular Dalgona coffee that is making the rounds on social media right now. If you're not familiar, it's a whipped form of coffee that gets added to milk or it could be cashew milk, pecan milk, etc. And so I make that with their coffee and lion's mane packets and coconut sugar for a really delicious iced coffee treat. You can check out their coffee with lion's mane and all of their many products at foursigmatic.com forward slash Wellness Mama. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash wellnessmama. And if you use the code WellnessMama, all one word, you can save 15%. This podcast is brought to you by Wellness, my new personal care company that is based on the recipes I've been making at home in my own kitchen for over a decade. Many clean products simply don't work. And this is exactly why I spent the last decade researching and perfecting recipes for products that not only eliminate toxic chemicals, but that contain ingredients that work better than their conventional alternatives and that nourish your body from the outside in. I'm so excited to finally get to share these products with you. And I wanted to tell you all about our brand new dry shampoo, which is our newest product. It can be used various ways including you can sprinkle in clean hair to add volume and also extend the time between washes. You can sprinkle it in uh, hair that hasn't been washed in a day or two to absorb oil or sweat. And you can work it into color treated hair to maintain color by not having to wash as often. It contains oil-absorbing kale and clay and volume-boosting tapioca, which work together to refresh hair at the roots. Lavender oil and cactus flower help to balance the scalp and to keep the hair's natural pH, and we added hibiscus for healthy hair growth. You can check it out and try it at wellness.com. That's wellness with an E on the end. And my tip is to grab a bundle and save with the built-in discount that comes with a bundle. Or if you subscribe and save, you can save on any order. So again, check it out, wellness.com. I love that you brought up a couple times the idea of being in touch with your food And how important freshness is. And I think that is one thing certainly we can and should learn from in the U.S. is we all have the ability to be more in touch with our food in some way, whether it's growing sprouts in our kitchen or having a backyard garden or shopping at a farmer's market. And I think that's an easy step that not only makes food much more delicious, but also gives us that relationship with our food. And I know this was a driving force for you guys as well. Can you explain why freshness and single source is so important when it comes to olive oil?
0: no definitely it's actually by in my opinion by far the most important thing and uh, i think we we talked talked about it the last time but really how we started our company was literally just sharing our family olive oil with family and friends and then creating a website where our friends can go and buy it we never had the intent of starting a, a business but that's what it turned into and we really try and keep that on the forefront today you know we do this company because we really love it and we love sharing our olive oil with people. And, you know, it's a way that we can kind of give you grease in a bottle, I guess. That being said, the, you know, the number one most important thing with an olive oil is getting it fresh um, and getting it as soon as possible after it has been harvested. In the Northern hemisphere, olive oil is harvested from about October to late February. So, you know, we, we really strive to get it to our customer as soon as possible. And we don't bring over tons and tons of oil, um, and, and then sell it to stores and where it might sit on a shelf for, you know, who knows how long underneath the, the light, which damages the polyphenols and the chemical properties of the olive oil, which take away some of the health benefits. So the key, when it, when it comes to getting an olive oil, you know, whether it's ours or another olive oil is one kind of knowing your source, because, you really want an organic oil. Cause like we said earlier, this is a fruit juice and pesticides are, you know, sprayed on olive trees, just like any other fruit tree to produce more olives and olive oil. So you, you really want to look for an organic source that is not doing that. So that's the first step after that, you know, you really want to just get it the freshest thing you can. So, you kind of like with anything, it's best to go right to the source. So if you can go directly to an olive oil company or our, you know, our olive oil company or any other one, whether it's local, whether you in California or from Europe is really just going right to the source. So you can get the the best thing possible because unfortunately when it goes through the distribution process of getting on a store shelf, you're adding a lot of time onto that whole process of getting off of a tree and turned into oil and getting it, on your kitchen counter. Now over in Europe, you really don't have that problem as much just because that's where over 90% of the world's olive oil comes from is right around the Mediterranean. So it's very easy, but you know, coming over here to the States and just because, you know, we're so large population wise and people do consume a lot of it. The actual age of the oil kind of gets lost in what people are buying you know, and they're really not even a lot of people aren't even thinking about it. It's not their fault. They just, they didn't really know, Hey, I should probably be getting the, the freshest stuff available. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, that it's really something that when we're talking to customers or I'm on a podcast like this and just trying to tell people, I was like, that is the number one thing you need to be looking for. And every bottle should have the harvest date or the production date of that product. If it doesn't, cause it's not required to be on the bottle. I I wouldn't even touch it honestly but um so just really trying to get back to the source of where where your food is coming from
1: Absolutely and you mentioned you have customers who go through those 3 liter ones monthly and we actually go through a couple of those monthly cuz that's our main cooking oil um but to that note before we move on I want to make sure I mention and I'll put the links in the show notes with the specific wellnessmama.fm, but I know you guys have like a special deal for new subscribers and that's what we've done because then I don't have to think about it. And we always have olive oil on hand, but can you talk about that?
0: Yeah. So we, you know, on our website, um, you can purchase our olive oil, you know, just whenever you want, whether it's, you know, once a month or once every six months or once a year, or you can do our subscribe and save option as well. Um, We do that, you know, just, it just makes it easier. So you don't run out, especially if you kind of know how much you use, we're very flexible with it. People can get it delivered once a month, every two months, every three months. Those are the options on the website. If you want to do it every six months, just shoot us an email. We can do it very easily. So that's like kind of the benefit to the customer is, Hey, I've always got my amount of olive oil that I personally consume as a brand and we're, we're a very small company. Um, we plan on staying that way because we really like to focus on quality instead of just massive volume. It helps us because we do bring our olive oil over to the States quarterly. So if we know, Hey, this is how much uh, we have coming in from people who are on a regular basis subscription, it allows us to really, um, guesstimate how much we need to bring over so your uh, the the link you put in there it gives you it gives customers a few different options of what they can order, but the discount code that you have is good for anything on our website. So if they do want to get the big three liter cans or even the smaller little travel packets that we have, um, it's pretty much it's good for anything on there.
1: <laughs> Amazing. And then a couple not necessarily related to olive oil questions I love to ask for the inner end of interviews. Um, the first being if there is a book or a number of books that have had a dramatic impact on your life, and if so, what they are and why.
0: Okay. Probably the most, I mean, I've, I've read quite a few different books, you know, whether it comes to like military type books or finance books, um, health and fitness. I would say the, like the one book that I kind of always keep at a forefront and I go back to, I literally have like highlighters in there and tabs would be, um, a book by John Romello, Romanello, sorry, I mispronounced the name, um, called engineering, the alpha. It's more of a gear towards men. Um, it's kind of a fitness book, but it's also like a life book in my opinion, kind of breaks it down from, uh, from a whole health approach to nutrition, to training um, so I've read a lot of like amazing books, but I would say that's probably been the most influential and the one that I go back to probably like on a monthly basis, you know, I just like, like to like read little blurbs of it, or, you know, if I get to where, Hey, I got to really hit the gym hard, I'll go back to like some of the training in there. But, um, yeah, I'd say that's probably definitely the most, uh, influential book that and continues to be, it's not like I read it one time and it changed my life or anything, but it, it's something I just go back to very often.
1: That's a great one. I think my husband likes that one as well. I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes too. Um, So maybe that's a great gift for any women listening for the guy. If you're trying to, you know, kind of subtly get him on board with stuff, that could be a great starting point. Um, And then lastly, is there any advice, could be life advice, doesn't have to be related to health, um, but it can be that you want to leave with the audience today.
0: I would, it's probably gonna be the same thing I said last time, but like move every day and especially walk you know, like, I I think we've really gotten away from that. Last time we talked, I I was still on active duty before I retired, but, um, it's something I started years ago. And every morning, as soon as I roll out of bed, like I go for a walk, whether it's 30 minutes or sometimes 60 minutes, or sometimes I'm like, I'm going to walk all the way to Effie's house, which is like two hours, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) Effie's my sister. Yeah, I just I, I think we've really gotten away from that. And it's something that kind of has been a staple in my life. And I really think the rest of my day is better because of it. Um, I'll usually follow it up with like a quick little 10 minute, you know, uh, body weight type workout, push-ups, sit ups, just kind of mix it up, whatever. Um and uh yeah, I just think um, you know, sometimes we get really focused on work and kids and just all the other things that Are involved in life and don't take a little bit of time in the first thing in the morning to really dedicate to ourselves and just start the day like that.
1: Such great advice. I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but one of my best life tips is very much in line with that and is also a free thing to do, which is as soon as possible after getting up, just go outside and hopefully exercise, but even if you can't exercise, just spend time out there as soon as possible after you wake up and let the light hit your skin and your eyes. That leads to so many beneficial hormone cascades throughout the day, including things that improve sleep at night. And to your point as bonus points, if you can do it while walking or moving or yoga or whatever is your form of movement. I think anytime we can stack healthy habits like that, it gets us to health faster.
0: Definitely.
1: Awesome, well, Tony, I appreciate so much what you do. I had to have you back on because your olive oil is, like I said, very much a daily part of my life. And I do very much consume a liter a week at this point. I'm grateful for you and the sourcing that you guys have and that it shows up at my house and I don't have to think about it. And um, for any of you guys listening, make sure you check out the show notes at wellnessmama.fm to get that discount code and figure out how to get the discount. um, Because that's been amazing for our family and we use it for everything. Um, But Tony, congratulations on your recent engagement. Thank you for all that you do. And thanks for being here again. Not my pleasure. And thanks as always to all of you for listening and for sharing your most valuable asset, your time with both of us today. We're so grateful that you did. And I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time. And thanks as always for listening.